Well, this morning we're continuing on in our um, journey in John. Um, just after Jesus healing um, the invalid um, at Bethesda, um, we talked about last week. And one of the things that came up last week was the response to that um, happening um, on the Sabbath. And so we're going to kind of take a look at that um, in our passage this morning from John um, 16 um, through 30. And so please give your attention to the word of the Lord from the Gospel of John. So because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, the Jewish leaders began to persecute him. And in his defense, Jesus said to them, My father is always at work to this very day, and I too am working. For this reason, they tried all the more to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, and making himself equal with God. And Jesus gave them this answer, Very truly I tell you, the Son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his Father doing, because whatever the Father does, the Son also does. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all he does. Yes, and he will show him even greater works than these, so that you will be amazed." For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son gives life to whom he is pleased to give it. Moreover, the Father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the Son. But all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Very truly I tell you, whoever hears my words and believes him who sent me has eternal life and who will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. And very truly, I tell you, a time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son and God, the Son of God, and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. And he has given him authority to judge because he is the Son of Man. Do not be amazed at this, for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and come out, and those who have done what is good will rise to live, and those who have done what is evil will rise to be condemned. By myself, I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear, and my judgment is just, for I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. Thus far, the word of the Lord. Lord, we pray for our hearing of not only this your word, but what is going to come from my mouth, that you would guide my lips and my head and my heart, and Lord, that what it is that you would have for us to hear that are words of life, we would hear this morning that your spirit would indeed sift because this is a difficult teaching. And so, Lord, we pray for wisdom and we pray for your guidance And most of all, Lord, we pray um, for your life um, to come in and through um, these words. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Well, as we unpack what God may want to say to us through this passage this morning, I want you to kind of hold two pictures um, side by side. 
um, as we start talking about um, this passage. Um, the first one, and I, I know that there's all kinds of peril in doing this because some of you have seen it, some of you haven't, and some of you don't even care. <laughs> but how many of you have seen the new Star Wars movie that just came out? Okay, right, most of you, okay? Not, not all, about half of you, good, okay. So I promise not to ruin anything, <laughs> hopefully too much. And for those of you who may um, still go see it, but in that movie, and, and as in all of the Star Wars movies, one of the reasons why um, they so um, persist um, is because not only are they good stories, but they do tell us something about our culture, um, who we are, um, there are glimmers of truth in them, as well as um, all kinds of other confusion, like most things in our culture. But one of the pictures that stuck with me as I watched the movie um, over Christmas break um, was one of the things that, so the main character um, now is um, no longer Luke, right? But her, her name is Ray, and yay for a girl, <laughs> right? Okay, as the hero. But Ray and the people with her, Finn and Poe, go to a, another, a different planet, and they're walking, and they fall through some quick quicksand, like things on the surface of the planet, and into, into some tunnels. Okay? And as they're walking through these tunnels, they begin to realize, well, something must have made these tunnels, right? These big, huge tunnels. And it wouldn't be a Star Wars movie without a big snake-like, right, centipede-like creature, okay, that made these tunnels. And all of a sudden, they realize and think to themselves, what if we encounter this thing down here? Which, of course, they indeed do. And it's about to attack them, and they think that they're all done for. And then Ray realizes um, that the creature is wounded, Right? Okay, that something wounded it, and so she walks up to it and places her hand on it and uses the force right, to heal it. And as it's healed, in gratitude, it slithers off. And then Finn asks her, how did you do that? And she says, I gave it some of my life through the force. I gave it some of my life. Okay, so that's the first picture that I want you to hold in your head as we think about this passage. The second one is if I were going to go to somebody because I needed to stop doing something that wasn't good for me to do, or if I were to go to somebody because I realized that my life was kind of out of whack and the way what I really thought and believed didn't line up with how I was actually living, um, I would likely go to Doug Moore. <laughs> and I would say, Doug, um, can you help me with this? Um, Doug is a counselor that we host here at the church. We don't want him to be homeless, so we give him a place to, to, place to be. <laughs> and he's been doing it for a long, long time. And I would go to Doug, not only because I trust in his experience and in the fact that he's done it for a long, long time, I would go to Doug because I would also trust that whatever advice he gave me, whatever he had me do, whatever ways in which he sorted out, um, this is good, 
this isn't good, I would trust that Doug would do that in a way that brought about more life for me. And part of the reason that I would trust that is because of Doug's motive. Um, Doug isn't doing what he's doing to make money. He's been doing it by faith for decades, right? Right, Doug? He's been. So that would be one of the reasons why I would go to Doug and if I needed that. And so hold that alongside the picture of Ray using her life um, to give life um, and to heal. Because this passage that talks about Jesus as the Son of Man talks about how certain things have been granted to Jesus because of who he is and what he did. It says that Jesus has been given the role of judge because he is the Son of Man. And so I want to unpack that for us just a little bit. The, the source of that, the place that that comes um, first in Scripture is from Daniel, in chapter 7, verses 14, or 13 through 14. And it says this, Daniel is having a vision. In my vision at night I looked, and there before me was one like a son of man, coming with the clouds of heaven, and he approached the ancients of days and was led into his presence, and he was given authority, glory, and sovereign power, and all nations and peoples of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. So the Son of Man which was one of Jesus' favorite way of referring to himself, has been given that authority and dominion and sovereignty and a kingdom that will never pass away. And John tells us that one of those things that Jesus is given to do is to judge. And that's a word that we don't like to hear, Right? We so often think of judging as being judgmental, as being condemning. But one thing that scripture is clear about is that our lives matter. Right? Our response to God matters. And at some point, it is going to be evaluated. And I don't know exactly what all that looks like, and how it will all wash out. Anybody who tells you that they do knows way more than I do. But one thing that I can tell you, just like I would go to Doug, is that I would not want to entrust my life, my eternal destiny to anyone other than Jesus. Amen. Because not only is he the son of man, meaning that he was given these things to do, but he was the son of man, which also means that he lived life and experienced everything that it means to be human. Look at the Gospels and look at how Jesus lived and responded to people when they came to him. All you have to do is read all those encounters with people like the woman at the well. And I would not want to go to anybody else and to say, tell me, 
how did I do? I would not want to entrust my eternal destiny to anyone other than Jesus, because I know that he will be fair and just and right, and not only that, but that what he does will lead to life. It will lead to life because we look at this passage and we get stuck on the judge part. But even more remarkable in this passage than that is what we're told that just as the Father had life in himself, so he granted it to Jesus to have life in himself. And where life comes from, what its origins are, are just as much a mystery. The more we try to trace them back and to find out, the more we deal with that whole chicken and egg thing, right? What came first? How did this all come about? But again, one of the things that I know and that I know that John is trying to get us to see in this passage is that life takes life. Life somehow comes from life. And that's true both in little things and in big things. And so one of the reasons that I also, without hesitation, and completely and wholly give myself to Jesus is because he was willing to give his life so that I might have life as well. And so I can wholeheartedly do that and also trust other people to that. And when people ask me hard questions, what about so-and-so? What about this person? What about that? A lot of times, all I can say is there was no one else that I would rather have be sorting all of that out than Jesus because of who he is and what he did and what he continues um, to do. But even more remarkable than that is that John goes on to tell us and also other places in scriptures that not only was Jesus given life, but through the spirit and through Jesus's life and death and resurrection and ascension, we too have that life within us. We have been granted that life when we respond in belief. And one of the things that we need to realize that our lives matter for is that we need to pass that life on as well. In other words, one of the questions we need to ask ourselves is my life, what I'm doing and how I'm living, bringing life to others? Is it bringing fullness and wholeness and completeness and joy and peace and all of those things into the lives of those around me. And hopefully more and more as I grow, I'm in faith. And so may we know that God has given Jesus in himself the very source of life. And may we be filled with that life and then may that life spill out 
from us just as it does from God um, into sustaining um, all that is. Because when we do, we will be indeed the church. The presence of Christ's life in the world. So may it be so. Amen.